You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. Your weekly look at movies, video games, and more brought to you by your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. We're addicted to movies. Are you? Good afternoon, Sid Talk. Hello. Oh, in that 20 seconds, I forgot what we were doing. Oh, well, <laughs> I'll give you a clue. I'm, not, I'm teasing it. I'll give you a clue. You've got a microphone in front of your face. I do. And you do this once a week. Mm, mm. And it's not clues. reading the news. Those are good clues, but I, I'm going to have to go with uh, D, none of the above. Right. <laughs> so what's the before the after the show discussion? This movie. All right. So let's just get into it. <laughs> that was really it. Like you made yourself a cup of tea. I sat here and played The Sims. Let me say, making a cup of tea is not what we talked about during before the movie. No, you just did it. You just went rogue and did it. All right, so it's Saturday, September the 18th, after the show, number 702, we're a movie review podcast. This week, we're looking at the movie from A24. It's Zola. It's a 2021 movie. Well, actually, it was filmed in 2018, let me tell you. But it's out now. It's rated R. And our friends at A24 and Lionsgate sent us a copy of the Blu-ray for review. Sid Talk, you give us a synopsis, and then I'll give you the correct synopsis. Hmm. Well, we're just going to go with the story. A young lady is asked to go, quote-unquote, dance with another young lady in Florida. Turns out it's more like uh, not dancing, but uh, prostitution. And it's just kind of the story of that. All right, here's the one off the box. Are you ready? It can't be better than that. You want to hear a story? <laughs> Thus began the odyssey of one Isaiah King, a.k.a. Zola. Zola's stranger-than-life fiction saga, first told in a now-iconic series of tweets, comes to dazzling cinematic life. Zola, a Detroit waitress, is seduced into a weekend of partying in Florida. Her trip turns into a wild saga involving a pimp, a boyfriend, and Tampa's finest strip clubs in the film based on the greatest Twitter story ever told. Um, I'm gonna say... It's pretty long, first of all. Second of all, the greatest strip clubs in Flo- What's I missed that, Tampa's I guess. Tampa's greatest strip clubs. Right. Maybe you have to be a connoisseur, which I'm not, so, you know, whatever. But uh, I feel like that was a weird thing to add to the description. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't know if it's dazzling either, but it's all right. It's all right. All right, so let's get on to the movie Zola. You know what? You know what, Sitok? I know a lot of things. Well, this one specifically is, whenever I see the A24 logo on the uh, box of a Blu-ray... Let me guess, you get excited. Instantly, because I have had high success rate with A24 movies that I like, and I will name some of them for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. I will name uh, A Ghost Story. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Midsommar. You're just in love with that movie, I swear. I will give you Spring Breakers... Also, you're in love with that one. The Florida Project. <laughs> Any more you can think of? I don't know them off the top of my head, but I know of which you speak. There are a lot of uh, A24 movies that I have liked. So, excited to see Zola. So what did you think? I loved it. I really did. I feel like I just sort of... I knew nothing of the story. You know, opens up by saying this is based on a true story. So I knew nothing about the tweets. I'm not a Twitter person anyway. I also don't really track anything in social media or popular, trendy. I mean, I'm really boring, so I don't do any of that. 
I don't even TikTok. So I knew nothing about it. So I just had to go by what I was seeing. And as soon as it said, based on true story, I'm always like, oh, whatever. And then um, you meet the young ladies and the way that they begin with the the dialogue and the way it looks and then the kind of interesting cutting and, you know, little camera trick things. I don't know what you call it. It's not special effects, but... It's definitely a style. It seems a bit dreamy at first, you know, a little bit like boom, boom, boom. I'm telling you this quick little story and I was just in. I'm a, I was 100% in. I wanted to just go along for the ride, literally, just as soon as it's going now. This kind of story and the way it's told with the music, the vibe of the performances, the sound editing. Now, we don't talk about this much, but in one scene in the... So all of this adds to me just having a really good movie watching experience. I'll say that. But there's one scene where in this trip club, she comes out, she gets out a spray bottle and all the men are there just watching her and she's in her dancing outfit, you know, her thong and stuff. And she spray like windexes this bowl and then uses a towel to clean it kind of wiggles and dances while she's doing it then she just throws it in the bucket it's sitting on the stage the whole time and you can hear like the bucket rattle and the feet the people's feet kind of shuffling around and people going like (coughs) 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 breathing and murmuring and talking in the background the music isn't like, in a lot of movies where there's a strip club, the music just fills the whole, you know, your whole head, your whole room. It feels like it's just pounding in the whole club, right? Mm-hmm. In this one, the music was just barely loud enough that you're actually just in a room, in a building, full of men, <laughs> throwing their money at a woman, dancing provocatively on the stage. It just felt like you stripped back all the like. Uh-huh, it's like I see a, what you did there. Oh, I didn't mean to, but yes, I did. Oh, yes, I'll take credit for that. You just pull back all of the like, you know, it's the man behind the curtain. It's like, ew, I'm just in it. And I'm not opposed to strip clubs and strippers and people go, none of that. It's just that this is like the bare, the bare minimum of it. And I felt like that really added. And that went on with a lot of different scenes. Yeah. Right? It didn't like smooth over the situation sometimes the audio would be like when she's calling and he's not answering the phone and it's just like ringing and ringing and ringing so then the audio of the room you know where there are all the dudes and mm-hmm. the other girl the young lady that goes away and all you can hear is her desperately trying to call this guy and that fills the whole audio of it so you're not hearing what's going on at all yeah i, I love that. that yeah so i think the sound editing of this movie if that's what it's called is that the right term for it Sound I don't know, editing? but I'm going to sound edit you in a minute with you bleeping. <laughs> I got, I muted it. I muted it for the movie. My phone we're talking about. <laughs> As if anyone listening to this doesn't know what we're talking about. And then I unmuted it because my friends were Snapchatting me. Oh, I do Snapchat. Does that make me cool? No. Define cool. So I Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> and so <laughs> then I turned it back up so I wouldn't miss anything in the conversation. I muted it again. So there you go. How did you like it? Because it really felt like it was right up your street. Yeah, it really is. It's uh, right up my street. I give it, I'll, well, I'll give it a mark later. But I really like these kind of movies. Slice of life type thing. A life that you're not or would probably never be involved in. So it's mm. something outside of your comfort wheelhouse type sure. thing. I like that because you never know, do you, like how crazy people can get. You know how crazy people can sure. get. And I never knew with this movie quite how crazy the story would unravel to. And I wouldn't say, you know, we've seen billions of movies. 
movies get really crazy, especially ones that are not true stories. So this one, even though it does have some crazy elements, I feel like it's in the middle there. Yeah, it's a story about a young lady who gets tricked into going to do prostitution for a night in Tampa or a weekend. And what happens is that there are sleazy people preying on the whole situation and bad shit happens. I mean, yeah. that's that's the whole of it. It isn't a good weekend, let's say. <laughs> well, it, I mean, whoever's making all the cash. But it's not like a movie, for, you know, like some movies you see that are full of murders and it's, it's more of a character thing. Mm-hmm. Because these two ladies are extremely, I don't know, super watchable. Like they're absolutely, I, like I was the, entranced by both of them. Yeah, I like the dialogue that. See, some of the dialogue that is coming out of the mouths is actual, literal tweet. One of the things I thought was clever because they never ever once resorted to a pop-up bubble on the screen showing you a tweet. Hmm. So they didn't do that at all. But when a character said something that happened to be a tweet, like she might say. The, the exact words of a tweet, but to a friend. It made the tweeted bird noise in yep. the speakers. I love that. Yeah, and that was like, it's, it's subtle, but, but you understand, oh, okay, that's something that was said. Because there are some crazy things that are said. If you read some of the dialogue from the real story that I was just looking at, mm -hmm. it's literal things that came out of these actresses' mouths. There are like occasions in the movie where they freeze frame the movie. Like one particular thing I can remember is where the Stephanie is taking photos of Zola. Like she's going titties, titties, titties while she's like in a stripper outfit. Yep. And then they pause the movie and you hear Zola's voice say, just watch everything that this bitch does from this moment on. <laughs> yeah. And then I had that on my mind, like, oh, God, yeah. what am I, you know? And, you know, that's n it's not a new thing. We've seen that kind of thing before, but it really makes, it turns your mind then. You're like, oh, hold on. I thought she was okay. Is she Is she not? Oh, I knew she was not okay. Well, I, I knew that at first I wasn't 100% sure. I'm like, okay, she wants her to go with her on this thing. Is she just, I didn't think it was going to end up in like prostitution and stuff. Mm. I, I I didn't have that on my mind at the beginning. Ah, uh, right. Even I felt though like it was, was going to be, clubs. I felt like it was going to be worse. Right, and that's where I'm saying the movie operates in a certain level. It's not insane, like there's a massive body count or anything like that, is it? No. It's not. But it operates in this area where you're very uncomfortable a lot of the time. I was on edge. I felt anxiety. I felt threat <laughs> at all times. Like there's a certain tone where the soundtrack and like those sounds, the real sounds of feet on the ground and like, you know, the when the car doors actually open and close, it's like the whole sound of it, not just like a thud or whatever. I mean, I started noticing it just makes you feel like on edge, like you're prey and there's right. a predator and that's exactly what was going on. And there's a lot of interesting characters, larger than life characters, even though mm -hmm. this is based on a true thing. But we were just discussing like the true thing and I think I've come to the conclusion, reading in between the lines, is this lady Zola, the real life Zola, started tweeting with photographs. I've just met this girl and she wants me to go on a road trip with her. And then she started tweeting day after day, like, oh, here, here is us in this place, here's us in this place. Oh, now we're both strippers in this place. And this thread of tweets became more popular and popular with people. Now, I said to you earlier, this movie even has this feeling of it gets crazier as it goes on and it almost feels like somebody is elaborating on the story. Mm -hmm. like, it, 
like the story might be a little less exciting than it is. But people are looking at my tweets and they were expecting this cool story. Yeah, so and I don't want to like devalue like if she was in this, it, I'd have no doubt that this story is happening uh, millions of times a day around the world. Like young women being coerced or trapped, manipulated or choosing or whatever to go into situations where it's sex and money and danger and they have no real value and then everything gets all fucked up. I believe that that's happening all the time. So that I don't doubt at all. It's just that, yeah, if you start getting like, oh, look, oh, wow, you know, yeah, 10,000 people have liked my thing and whatever. Why I mean, not make like this yeah. character a bit more interesting or, you know, so that's where I actually felt that as I was watching it. I'm like, okay, if this is based on, it actually says at the beginning, this is like a series of tweets, and most of this is true. It actually yeah. says most. And I felt that most. I was like, okay. I didn't notice the most. So that was the moment where I was like, okay. So <laughs> maybe some of these things didn't happen. And I feel from reading the true story, there's a scene in a hotel room, I'll just say, that I don't think that played out like that. Mm. You know? Yeah. I think that's a bit of movie dramatic. Uh, but then again... I have no doubt but none that of us were shady there, shit so. goes down in sleazy hotels and somebody gets shot and the other person runs away. Spoiler. It's kind of what happens here. And that's it. Like, there's no, nobody's talking. You got shot in a hotel room and that's it. And, you know, I have no doubt. I mean, obviously that shit happens. But as a story, um, I was thinking it's just a random meeting between the, this girl meets this girl. She's, well, she, we think that, but then we find out. Yeah, but that, it's still a random meeting between them two. I don't think it is. Because if the one girl intentionally brings girls... Oh, like a grooming. Right, that's how she might have seen her. And she said, have I seen you before? Remember? Right. So I bet she's seen her at a club. And then she figured out where she works. And then Because he said, you've done this to other girls. So I think she came there on purpose. But they've got purpose. this, like... It's kind of manipulative because... Oh, gosh, yeah. Because the prostitute girl who's with her is like taking these like candid photos of them both saying oh i'm just taking them because we look pretty we look pretty but then they're literally being advertised on Backpage almost immediately like i'm going his... to assume you knew what Backpage was oh uh howard stern talks about Backpage all the time oh okay it's a place like facebook marketplace but it's for prostitution, prostitution yeah. okay that happens and she's zola's not an idiot either she's like figuring it out and she is she's going on she's oh, like she's on. always skeptical hold on what's this all about <laughs> so i like that part of it i wouldn't call them idiotic the other characters even though they are sometimes sometimes mm -hmm. you're like what the hell are they even doing like they're just in this world of their own this is how we operate and this is how we are and this is our pimp <laughs> yeah and you this know, is it. This what, is life. What's the reason Stephanie brings Derek along with her? Like, Stephanie's the prostitute, and she's got this boyfriend who's kind of, what would you call it? How would you call it? This is kind of dopey, but not with drugs. Yeah, He's what's just... the reason she keeps him around? Is it for some security or something? Doesn't seem like it. No, but it... I it, don't know for sure. And when you say it doesn't seem like it, it doesn't, but then I mean, sometimes he carries it does. all the shit around for them. You know, he's sort of like their lackey. Yeah. Unintended, I think. You know, he's in love with her, right? Yes. And she just is, maybe she is in her own way, but she's using him really. That's what I like about her character is there's never a moment when I have 
and this sounds really tragic and terrible, but I never think this young lady is going to come out of this world. This is her. This is it. Like, I'm not sitting there going, oh, I hope something happens where she gets her head on straight and it's two girls getting the vehicle and drive away from this life. I never thought that. I just thought she has figured out this is how I do it and this is it. And yeah. she and that was it. She you didn't have any false like cuz not everybody does that. Some people will live a whole life in a way that you are like, "What are you doing?" until the day they're dead and then that's it. I appreciated that she wasn't like a nobody had to like come save her or change her mind about things. I mean, she tries. The yeah. Zola's like, girl, you know, we can, we got enough money, we can drive away. But she just looks at her like, I'm actually comfortable doing this. Yeah. So. And I think that's one of the things I really appreciate about the characters. It felt like Zola was interested in this girl and like her well-being and stuff, but then there was a limit to it. Yes, yes, exactly. But also she kind of would do anything for her. She didn't want her to be sad or hurt or you know whatever I mean, she happens. was kind of over her at some point like girl you are fucking with me <laughs> and i am and you you're lied. broken and but she then said, yeah she has a little bit of a caretaker thing over her a little bit yeah yeah like especially there's a scene where she's having sex with different men in a room and she's basically like a, a minder she's in the corner just well first of all she's like you can't just charge 150 dollars and she what does she say well she has a line i won't say but so looking out for her welfare isn't saying stop doing this. It's like, no. look, just charge more money. But it's another, like, I care about you and you're being, like, ripped off, basically. Yeah. So if you're going to do this, do it properly. And sometimes in life, you have to accept that though that's how everyone doesn't look after, quote unquote, whatever that means to you, other people the same as you, right? right. Not everybody ushers a person they think is a lost soul off to a church where it saves them from, you know, it doesn't work like that for everybody. Some people, okay, that's fine. But for some people, it's just like, you know what? This is the road we're on. This is the road we choose. We're going to do what we can to keep our asses from getting dumped in a ditch somewhere. Yep. And that's it. Like, that's the salvation for us. We're going to get through today and keep on going. And I appreciated that feeling throughout it all. I liked how this movie looks. It's, oh, yeah. It's very grimy. It's obviously shot on film. It's either shot on film or it's shot digitally, but in like it's got like a low light deal. I'm not saying the picture's not bright. I'm saying that noise you get. Yeah, the, I wasn't the... a fan. I feel like it's kind of obnoxious a little bit. See, I, I am a fan of film grainy. I don't know if this was an actual film or it was a video with film grain applied. I feel like when it's so intentional that... I don't know. I'm but not this had like it. film grain. It had like... Really interesting, like, neon colors a lot of the time. Had a lot of, uh, like, handheld camera, but it wasn't annoyingly handheld, like, where you're just driving yeah, in the car. Yeah, I didn't car. even notice it, so. Yeah, driving in the car or where she's, you know, where they're all having a party in the back of the car and they'd sing into the song. It's a mixture of, like, that could almost be iPhone footage, but, like, high quality, you know. But it has a lot of style to it, I would say. It's dreamlike. There's a moment where Zola just kind of drifts off. It's like you're looking at a screensaver for a second. Mm -hmm. I like that because I was like, I thought that was uh -huh. how it was going to end. I thought it was going to, that thing was happening in that room and Zola was, you know, trancing out a little bit. And then it went to this screensaver looking thing. And I was like, I bet you the credits are going to roll now. That could be the end of this. Ah, I didn't that get that vibe. It, that would make it very, you know, ambiguous. You don't actually know anything. 
Because basically what she's doing, she's in a moment which would have been traumatizing for any person if that was how a reality situation was going down. Just in a room where some crazy shit was happening and she's just like looking straight ahead and I think in her mind, la 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 la, <laughs> you know, distracting herself. But for us, it was just a swirl of color and like a little bit of music. Yeah. Or was it silent? No, it was like a kind of, uh, yeah. like, a, like a stream of noise. But I thought that was the end. But then it goes on a little bit more. I just read a couple of reviews out quickly after I'd watched this and I saw people saying that they liked the movie but hated the ending because it just ends. Mm -hmm. oh, I like it. I like it. No, I think it ends because I don't think uh, the life ends for these kind of people. It just like you say, they're just in it, right? It'll exactly. Carry on. So, And like you said, it's a slice of life. It isn't a... It does have a beginning because we meet them and then the middle is them going off on their road weird trip. adventure and then ending is that that road trip is over mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's not over for them they just keep going so it might be over for zola i'm kind of going back mm. home now and i'll never see you a lot again and this is just a little chapter of my life but those people will just carry on doing what they're doing there's too much at stake and they to not of course and it's the life you know not every life isn't the same so so uh let's get on to the cast Taylor Page plays Zola. What did you think? Amazing. Seriously, my favorite thing. Well, the two of them are pretty equal, but because I just loved how she gave that balancing line of, I'm with you all, I'm really with you, but then her face was like, I am so not with you. <laughs> you know, yeah, and she did that a lot. I love that. Yeah, she's very cynical. And then when it comes down to like, there's some really emotional stuff, she really brings when it. When the guy's like, how old are you? She's like, how old are you? And then yeah. she's like, get your hand out of my face. And she was just awesome. I loved it. I would like to see other things with her. Then we've got Riley Keough as Stephanie. And we've seen her before. And I loved her. I haven't seen her since. But it was in American Honey, which was my movie of that year. My favorite movie of yep. all that year. That was the first time I'd seen her. Again, it's like next level shit. Like, it's like yeah. I've seen interviews with her. And this character she's playing is not even... a tiny bit like what she is she is and she did say she didn't want it to be cartoony or over the top but she is it is over the top you, but then i think if you've ever met a character of a person a person who's like well they're almost like a caricature in real life you know and she wanted to avoid that yeah. but i feel like it was a little bit well, that but it felt right like this girl was just trying to just get along, get on with whatever. And she was kind of exaggerated in her accent and how she talked. And But I thought it was really good. Let me reference uh, James Franco in Spring Breakers. Mm -hmm. It was a over-the-top character, but you know for a fact there are real people like that. Sure. Right? And I feel like this is just the same as that. Yeah. And yeah, she does do a... I can't even tell you what the accent is. Is it like a Florida thing? I don't know. I'm not sure. It's kind of streetwise or something. It's like hip hop a little bit. Like it's it's very odd. And then sometimes it sounds like Southern drawl to me. Yeah, and sometimes it's got a little Latin influence. Yeah, occasionally. It's, it's it's like somebody who's been like all over the place and they're just doing everything. Yeah, <laughs> at once. Some people might go, "Well, she was really crappy and she sounded it like an idiot." But what that sounded like to me is this person we're meeting, this character. Okay, her. Her life is, she's made choices that make it tough. And other people, this guy is, you know, Strand from Walking Dead or Fear of the Walking Dead. 
is definitely coercing and threatening and dangerous, and she's in this life. And whatever's led her to this moment is a probably a long list, a combination of influences and things, and that's what she is. So that's how I felt like all the the way she talked kind of came from all that. We've got Nicholas Braun as Derek. He's the boyfriend. Could say kind of like a lovesick love puppy guy. Yeah. Thing. They left him in the hotel room to while they went stripping. Like, basically told him to stay there, right? And I was... Every, like, fiber of my being was willing that he doesn't actually go outside. Yeah. I was like, if you go outside <laughs> and get mixed up with anything here... It's going to be bad. It's over, like, yeah. And then when you saw those, like, two guys, like, yeah. looking at him, you're like, oh, And come you're on. right. <laughs> what, so did you like him? Yes, for... I mean, I didn't like the character. I mean, he's kind of pathetic, right? Yeah. And that kind of made me like, ugh, could somebody just... But ugh. he I mean, played it very well, I think. Yes. Because I was like... Agree. I get this kind of character, and I'm sure there are millions of them out there. <laughs> Colin when Domingo. When he's watching videos, and we're going to say TikTok, I don't know if that's what they were, but, and I'm not being judgmental, I'm just saying they're very short videos of people doing crazy shit, and he's like, <laughs> that's crazy shit, man. <laughs> like, for about a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's so realistic. The video of the sexy lady with her car <laughs> stuck in the mud. That's got to be just real videos. Yeah. And she's it's basically a lady and scantily clad lady trying yeah. to get a car out of the mud. And it looked like there was more than one because there was a couple of those videos. Yeah. I think that must be a niche thing. And I was looking at the video while they were talking. I was like, what is that on the screen there? That is so weird. <laughs> and then and he said, showed you it. Probably a certain kind of porn that we're just not yeah. familiar with. I was like, that has to be somebody's thing. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, then we've got Coleman Domingo as X. And Coleman, we know him from Fear the Walking Dead Strand, like you said. Yeah. He was... I actually was terrified of him in this movie. I think he did a better job than he does in Fear the Walking Dead. You know when mm. he switches up his accent? Yeah. That first time. And you're like, is he joking or is this like him? Because he's, he's, he's speaking... Just regular. And then all of a sudden, I said to you, he sounds like the Wakandan prince barking like he's, you know, really like... Is that a Wakandan prince? I don't understand the connection there. I f if it just sounded like he got his real accent wherever he's from, because before he's pretty bland, bland strand. Yeah. And I'm, then all of a sudden I'm he just... I'm just being like this real regal kind of like... Like, it was like he was, you know punishing her or something like a general in an army or something yeah like it and, and i was like is he joking is this a gonna expect he was gonna go <laughs> which he kind of did he did but then he, you could tell he was eating. but then you're like no he's he doesn't mean that no that's him like and then we did it again later around the pool remember mm -hmm. and when he did i was like oh my god this guy's like like literally like a two or three people he's he's the charming guy or is the asshole or is this whatever this is <laughs> I'm scared of it. But that was a good, good performance from Coleman. This is directed by Janica Bravo. She directed a movie called Lemon, and she's done TV episodes along the way. Have you heard of the TV show Dear White People? No. Well, she did some episodes of that one. So what did you think of her directing? I mean, I love the overall movie. I think she got the best out of people, which to me is one of the biggest things you can do as a director. And I mean, me loving the whole movie, I think says a lot. So, it wasn't generic. That's for sure. 
No. It felt very specific, a person trying to be very specific about how people were being. And then afterwards, that one actress confirmed it. She goes, she did every detail down to our fingernails, how different they were from each other and all that kind of stuff. You kind of got that vibe, I thought. I know that a movie's super enjoyable to me when it felt like it was only on about 30 minutes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it was, it was actually nearly two hours, but I was like, oh, wow, is that it? Is it over? Because I was really in this, like, you know? Yeah. So IMDb reviews, what are we uh, going for here? Those are reviews on IMDb. <laughs> oh, did you want more? And then they do one star, and then you make fun of them, and that's it. So these are the people that didn't like this movie, I guess. So here we go. First guy says, it's the worst movie ever. Poor quality. Oh, that, yeah. And I spent most of the time wondering what the purpose was. Purpose of what? The movie? A movie? Second guy says, this was the biggest waste of time in the past 10 years. Whoever made this crap should be run out of town on a rail. Mm. The sad part is there may be people in the world that actually act like these morons. I wanted my money back. Okay. Should I clap for this person? <laughs> and then this guy says, super awkward to sit through this movie. Why are there so many nude scenes? It's unnecessary. I don't want to see unattractive penises either. The storyline is uninteresting and the directing is terrible. Hmm. So but do you need to make a list then, this person, of everything you're willing to see in the world and in your entertainment and in movies and every single word you want to hear in songs, every single thing you want to see in video games, walking down the street, the kind of clothes you want to see in every fucking store and make sure everybody knows so that no one can do anything that you don't want to see or hear. Does that sound reasonable? No. No. I didn't think so. And finally, this guy says, I'm baffled, astonished, dumbfounded, and befuddled at how a movie can be made out of a bunch of strippers' tweets. If this is the if even if the story was actually interesting, that would still be a shocking place to get a story for a movie. Isn't that the point? I think it, what that they... there's interesting stories everywhere and it doesn't really matter where it comes from. Yeah, what do they think movies are? It's like somebody sits down somewhere and uh, writes down a bunch of words. Or, get this, they use a little dictaphone and they record themselves and then someone else types it up and then someone else reads it and cuts some stuff out of it. Where do they think movies come from? It isn't magic. It's ideas, right? Somebody could read a short story in a, in a newspaper. Kevin Smith made... His seal movie, remember, from a little tiny clip, a, a want ad in the paper. Now, I'm not saying it was good. That wasn't a seal. It was a walrus. And Whatever. it was called Tusk. Tusk. Right. I'm not a big fan, but I'm just saying. He made that whole movie just from an ad that he saw from a guy who would give you free movement board if you dress up like a... So stories come from everywhere is yes. the point. Yes. Yeah. So why is that even a... Th why does anyone even think of that? That's an issue. So, I don't know. It's weird. That's very weird. So there are extras on this Blu-ray. There's an audio commentary with writer and director and editor. There's uh, also, y'all want to hear a story, The Making of Zola, which we watched. It was quite good. Mm -hmm. And there's deleted scenes with optional audio commentary. So there is some extras for you there. But the biggest extra, I would say, is to go online and find that Rolling Stone article that I just found and read about the real story. Because the real people involved in the tweets, there are some endings to them, if you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. 
that are real, like that you can look at, you know, as in people going to prison, that right. kind of thing. So go and look at that real story because it does differ from this movie, but this movie doesn't claim to be completely true. The truth. Mostly right. true. Mostly true. So, Scott, I mean, someone tweeted and now we made a movie. Those things are all true. Yes. So I'm going to give this movie a score. I am going to give this movie a... Have a guess what I'm giving it. Seven out of ten. I'm giving it an eight out of ten. Right on. All right. Oh, you want my score? That's how this works. <laughs> I'm going to give it a 7.8. Because I'm not quite at the eight. I'm pretty close. Because the experience of it, it just was high quality. I was along for the ride. I didn't feel like it was short or felt short at all. I felt like it was really good... Uh, substantial well i enjoyed it but i wanted more i guess that's what i'm saying yeah i I was like oh really is it over i did like that there's a part where they reverse the and even do a like a fake title card i love that you know what i'm talking about Mm -mm. about like where you could tell the story from a different perspective oh yeah really funny like because the the way she was presenting herself about jesus and stuff yeah it was really I, I just and that, that might have been part of the whole conversation as well. Yeah, like know. a flip of somebody's. Um, yeah. Like, like, oh, you think it's this, but then somebody, the other side of the uh, story comes out, and you're like, oh, hold on, is this person really what we're led to believe here? But it was quite funny, especially when she come out of the house with the trash bags. Oh my god, covered in trash bags. <laughs> so like, one girl must have called the other one trash, and now she's in an actual. Yeah, it's like a little fantasy it's sequence. Good. It's very fun. Yeah, even with the title, I was like, oh, it's like the movie's starting again, but it's from the other point of view. It's so good. So that is Zola. Next week we'll review another movie. Sid talk. Excellent. Well, will it be? I won't be here, so you're going to have to pick a different day. Well, we'll probably review another movie. Well, these people will hear it on the same day. We'll probably review it in the middle of the week, right? (laughs) Probably. These people. So, what have we got here? Movie recommendations. I'm going based off this movie. And I'm going for two movies I mentioned at the beginning. Spring Breakers, which I really loved. It is very bizarre, that movie. More bizarre than this one, actually, right? Uh... Mm, yes, yes. Mm. I'm trying to think of it. The bizarre things. It's pretty bizarre. James Franco. Get this. This is a scene in that movie. James Franco sitting at a piano with the Florida like wash, you know, like on the edge of a pier with a beach, playing Britney Spears on the piano with three ladies with banaclavas on with machine guns. Okay, I forgot. That's about actually that. a thing. In I that forgot movie. about that. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it is pretty crazy. It's not like it's not linear. Even it's weird, isn't it? It's like it drifts from one thing to I another. I actually don't remember. So it's, it's like a weird like fever dream. Like, ugh. okay. So yeah, Spring Breakers, and the other one is the Florida Project, which I feel like is a really realistic film. Like it feels like you're really following some people around. Definitely. I would also add fish tank to that too. Oh yeah. But that would give me three and that would be breaking the rules. <laughs> oh, do, are there rules here? Who yes. do you who do you think you're married to? Rules are bad. <laughs> Structure good, rules bad. I sound like the Hulk. Um and my recommendations are me going back to the nineteen eighties, and I'm still I think in nineteen eighty two, maybe nineteen eighty three, I've lost track. 
These aren't necessarily movies of high quality. It's just that I've seen them. I know that I've seen them, even if I don't recall every detail. I know this sounds fishy, but it is what it is. So the first one is Tex with Matt Dillon. He and his brother, their mom dies and their dad leaves them on this ranch. And then I don't remember all the details, but I remember seeing it. And then the other one is another one that could actually, if you remade it today, it could almost be in the same vibe as Spring Breakers in that if you want to take away the sort of like goofy 80s teenage part and make it into like a kind of bizarre, scary thing, it's uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Because it could, it's just got enough weirdness and like things that would not be in a comedy movie today, I can guarantee you. All right. Ace Gully stuff. I have been playing, oh, Fortnite season seven came to an end. So I've been Great. playing Fortnite season eight. There's always a new Sounds season. Sounds so excited. Yeah, it was good. It's good. So the uh, season seven ended with the alien's big ship that's in the middle of the island crashed. Of course. It crashed into the island and broke up into several pieces that scattered all over the island. But along with that came these like alien cubes that even to now, we're not quite sure what they do, but they're also on the island now. When you go near them, they kind of start glowing. So I'm assuming something bizarre throughout the season is going to happen with them. The new season, it's got a bunch of new weapons. Where these alien cubes have landed when you're playing the game, if you go near them, there's this like bubble that you can go into, and it's called the Sideways, which is obviously Stranger Things inspired. Mm. But when you go in it, there's monsters. And if you kill the waves of monsters inside them, they give out like alien guns and then you can leave the sideways with an alien gun that's way better than all the regular guns in the game. So it gives you an advantage. But the advantage is only given to you if you can beat these waves of aliens. So it's a... You don't know this sounds like crazy, right? Yeah. (laughs) But there is a story. just check them. What's great about Fortnite is that it's a battle royale game. You know, it's just like you jump in, last person alive wins. But there's a story that threads through it and... Through these seasons, there's this big overarching story that it, they kind of dole it out slowly, like every week something new happens, like the way the alien ship, it wasn't there, and then one week there was something in the distance, and then there was a big ship, and you know, and then the, the stuff happened. So there's somebody writing a story for Fortnite, and I would say at some point, I mean, it has to really happen, right? There'll be a movie. How oh, giant. I don't know. We can't write. We can't make movies from video games. I mean, only from Twitter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so how giant Fortnite is, it would. I, I, somebody's got to be coming up with a movie at some point. I would imagine. Sure. The other thing, talking to movies, I've been playing the Avengers game some more. I played the Avengers game a lot when it came out on the PC, but then I got it on the PlayStation Five in a sale, and I thought I'd play it again. And I've been playing it again, and it's still fun. In fact, it wasn't a lot of fun when it first came out because it had, it was full of issues, but they've actually, because it's been like a year and a bit since it came out, they fixed all those issues. And not only have they fixed the issues, they've added new story content. So there's a whole Wakanda campaign now. If you own the Avengers, maybe you did buy it when it came out and you fell off playing it because, you know, you did everything. Well, their DLC is free for everybody. So you can go back in now and download the DLC and play it. They've got a Kate Bishop storyline that's about four hours long. They've got a Hawkeye storyline that's about four hours long. And then they've got a like six to eight hour 
Black Panther storyline. Their thing was like, we're not going to charge anybody for DLC and they keep making it. So maybe you don't realize that and you've got a copy of the Avengers sat there. So that's the Avengers. So what's for dinner, Sid Talk? Whopper. Impossible Whopper. We had curry last week. It was really good. It was good. We had curry the week before, though, as well. <laughs> Correct. We did find a curry place and we love it. And it's fine. Mm-hmm. No, it's really good. Yeah. As I have said, uh, we can do that. I made a... Uh, we can make that ourselves. A HelloFresh bowl that was really good. Oh, my goodness. It was amazing. Yeah. That's it for the food for the day. And what's your... Uh, let's get out of here with your <laughs> final words to the people. I like some of the words that the young lady says in the movie to the other young lady when she discovers that actually she's like she's tricked her to come down and be a prostitute for the weekend and that she realizes, well, that's what she's doing. Like, she's... She's going to do some sex for money, right? And then she comes up to her, she goes, no shade, no shame. You do you. And she's totally genuine. Like, I do not care what you do. That's just not my thing. And I kind of, uh, I appreciate that vibe. No shame, no shade. You do you. As long as you're not. Now, some people would argue that participating in prostitution and that life is damaging to someone else. Okay. So is everything, right? Me eating too much sugar and carbs it's going to be damaging to someone else. They're going to have to take care of me someday like you, right? So there's there's a whole series of things that come from every choice we make. And I feel like she was saying to this young lady, look, I ain't judging you. <laughs> I am not. You do what you're doing. Just let me walk away. You're right. Zola never judged her. Mm-mm. In fact, she only judged that somebody was taking advantage of her basically yeah, by making her like, charge. Yeah, because she's like, that's the thing you do and that's how you make money or whatever. Yes. I'm not going to put step in the way of that. Yeah, just don't give it away for free. Yeah. Don't let somebody like make you charge $150 when it's actually these dudes who want to pay you for sex will pay more money. Yeah. Yeah, so that's it. No shade, no shame. You do you. All right, aschoolie.com is the, the uh, website you can go to to listen to this podcast, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you go to Twitter, I guess you can go and read Zola's tweets. They're all up there. Yeah. And you can also read our tweets, which is mostly us posting this show on me. Yeah, wouldn't be me. I don't really tweet. I mean, uh, there's a few, but... You can email aschoolie at aschoolie.com. Don't email Sid Talk. She doesn't want anything to do with any of you. You can email me, but I probably will have it go to spam, but that's fine. Do it. Do it. And finally, stay classy. A24, one of my favorite film um, distributors, brands, whatever they are. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm going to say thank for yourself, because if you're not doing it, it's so-